Yo, we are finally back with a brand new episode of the Go Home Show, number 37. Yep, yep. We doing it big, still not canceled, going two years strong on the anniversary. And getting better. All the day, every day. So we coming on YouTube with a new episode, number 37 of the Go Home Show. We got our boy Money Mac, always on the sticks. you what it is. Little Teddy Loose, always bringing the juice. Yeah. <laughs> always bringing the juice. And Money Malk for real, before we got on, Malcolm told us about some some bread he just spent or something. <laughs> Money Malk for the, real. The hottest tickets in town. <laughs> for real, for real. He's like nature's healing. Shit. It's never been a Can't good time right now to, uh, to be a New York basketball fan. The Knicks are playing basketball. You have that other team from across the bridge. I'm down here. That's, you know, I'm, I'm going to put it I get, I'm gonna put it out like that. They're the team from across the bridge. Now, he right, though. I'm from Brooklyn. I feel the same way. I have, like, no, like, compassion for the Nets. No compassion. No. Like, in, no. like in any way. It's ridiculous. It's basically you having to be – a New York transplant, or never really been about basketball, or you always been that bandwagon fan that all of a sudden is trying to take advantage of it and be like, yeah, Brooklyn all day. No, you not. Shut the fuck up and have your wishy-washy Williamsburg pizza <laughs> on a now, different it's, note. It's funny, though, because um, where I work at, like, I think since he moved there, I think he moved in the season, but I've been seeing Amari Stoudemire recently. Like, I ran into about, like, three or four times these past couple of months, and, like, even then, like, he's, like, the closest I fuck with the Nets. But even when I see him, I'll be like, yo, it's still Knicks. It's still Knicks. <laughs> cool dude. Like, Amari is one cool dude. He just be on his wine shit. Yeah. Yeah. And his, um, his yarmulke, if you catch him, I'm not gonna put his business out because I ain't trying to have no stalkers, but he be walking around with his yarmulke. I'll peep. <laughs> but um yeah um thank you guys for tuning in this is a crazy episode like chris said before this is two years we started in the studio going over wrestlemania 35, 35? yeah 35 and we was leading up so we started and here we are now 37 last year was kind of iffy because of the COVID. Did, was we able to get an episode in for Mania after, before COVID? Or after? Nah, we came on a few, like two months after that. Yeah, we were on yeah, hiatus. So we, we, yeah. You know, we, we, that's what, at the time where we were still trying to figure out where to record. Or we, we couldn't record in the studio anymore. I think we wrapped up about two weeks, two or three weeks before Mania. Yeah, because we even said it. Like, I think the last time we recorded in the studio was when I think you were in a um weren't able. You had a phone in, and that was like for sure. No, 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 that was that was way after that. Really? Yeah, that was that was. <laughs> I like how you still remember that. But no, 
Um, that was way after that. Um, but we definitely recorded a couple of weeks before uh, Mania, and we just never. We were still trying to figure it out. What was the best way in us for us to record? Honestly. And then we ended up on Anchor, a lovely sponsor. Did um were we somewhere <laughs> before Anchor? No, I think I think it was just the studio and Anchor. I don't think we tried anything else. Yeah. I don't know. For some, for some reason, I feel like I had a, a a vague memory of us being somewhere else before uh, Anchor for some whatever reason. No, I came up with the Anchor idea because of past recordings with our good friend Glenn and Danny. Peep the play. Yeah, Check that so out. I was like. Not that it just makes more sense. Definitely during that time when we was heavy into the pandemic, yeah, to go home show to you know to to anchor to a new home, back better to a new home. (laughs) You know, go home records at home. Yeah, not like that 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 one recording studio we were going to where we were basically getting gypped. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't been back there. Let's we're gonna give him a chance after the pandemic. Oh, no, 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 we we, we ain't talking about that one. Which one? We're talking about the the golden days when you know when we we were stockroom heroes. Oh, Oh. I I said what I said, I said what I fucking said. Gunshots, motherfuckers, gunshots, put them in the dirt. (laughs) Shout out to Carefree Living. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's been a great experience. Two years, uh, one year without a mask, another year with the mask, and now we're at home recording. But it, it's been fun. I'm glad all you guys have been um checking us out. And like Malcolm's been saying, we've been getting great numbers these past few months. So appreciate all the support, guys. And like you said, we're here yeah, for y'all. Not letting up. And it's been okay. like not only in the US or New York, it's been Ireland. You know, we've been out in Africa, different countries in Africa. Um, you know, I think that's my people. Yeah, like we all over, man. We, I think, <laughs> I think we got to play on each continent, like everywhere. We, we got one. You know, we got some, some, uh, some fans that tune in from Australia, um, down in Brazil, Venezuela. Ooh, we in Venezuela, Canada. Yes, sir. We worldwide. We worldwide. I think Canada likes us because we, we talk about hockey sometimes. They're like, who's these wrestling niggas that talk Ooh. about? <laughs> just, be, just make sure, you know, the way how this works is one of your friends tell your friends and your friends tell your friends and then tell their friends and then they tell their friends and make sure you have them follow the Go Home Show on Twitter and on Instagram. Just putting it out there. Show more love by showing us love. That's right. That's okay. And then we can be friends. And we can be friends. We strong over here. We, we unbreakable right now. Unbreakable like yeah. a certain faction. Oh, <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah. It, it was... See, the thing is, I'm... See, I'm not ready to... to take up the pitchforks and, and light up the tiki torches yet because I feel like I'm giving WWE credit. I feel like there's another play coming. I feel like maybe this is a ruse. Nah, no. You don't think no, so? I'm queuing up this the, is real? I'm queuing up the music. Yeah. Oh, Damn. it's real, real. 
It's been tough. But you they came in they came into our hearts. Things were changing. We thought we were gonna see them for a long time. And guess what? They broke our hearts yet again. Not even a long time for mm. like mania for the pe- for the group that kind of carried your flagship show at the time during the pandemic during unknown hours. Mm. Have them come out as in the mania entrance as that could have been them, that group could have been yeah. You notice you notice something though about fractions, especially in WWE. Like speak. Let's go back to evolution real quick. Evolution, you know, is considered okay. one of the British faction. The mystery. So is the shield. Usually they're not together too long. Like like evolution. They're not, but um I I would say especially with the evolution and the shield, they they did they play up the tension for a while rather than a complete break up out of nowhere. And that's how I felt about the her business. But I you, felt you like it came the, out of the, the nowhere. Up, they, they were teasing it a little, little. I saw the build up, but I thought at least it would happen after Mania. At least give these guys a Mania interest. See, you know the difference faction. between like Hurt Business and those two other groups. Those guys had top main event players come out of it. Well, in this case, okay. we only have Lashley. See, so so if Cedric became a main player and he took out like Lashley or they got into a feud, it would have looked a little more like, okay, the student beats the master type, yeah. type of situation. Like, sort of like Triple H, um, like there's a... Randy Orton. Yeah, like, have it come out of something, but see how quickly they've made our boy Shelton and Cedric irrelevant for Mania? Yeah. Completely irrelevant. They've made it now that it's the her business never broke up. They just downsized. Mm. Do you think we're gonna get replacements? I mean, I'm kind of for it. You know, but I want the original. I'd rather keep Shelton and because I felt like giving Shelton that rub because he didn't really like go through the ceiling during his first time. So I felt like he was getting his flowers. Yeah, these past couple yeah. of months. I agree. Um, because there was a point where Shelton, you know, he came back during the Rumble. Then there was, he was like nobody, there no direction, no nothing with him. This was a good fit for him. The whole group, it worked. Everybody loved it. I, I don't think there hasn't been anybody right now that can say anything about the Hurt Business. Like, oh, we didn't like it. It was a fan favorite. It was it, they came to our lives and left too soon. But this is my theory. Let me let me let me preach on. Preach on. I'm I'm, I'm putting my my Booker hat in all this. Because <laughs> who knows? I I mean, have I failed any of you guys before? Nah, who, who was you? Right? You you had the um the Ali. I, we got that on file. I, I, it's it's on audio. It's recorded. It's been put out there. You got another one too. I'm forgetting. I have to go through the archives. <laughs> there's, been you, a, there's, you, you there's been a lot of shit thrown out there. But this is how I'm I'm putting the Booker hat. And maybe I might be wrong. The way I look at it is, they're doing this to give Bobby Lashley heat. 
this is how I'm looking. I think they're really trying to to really build up on that. So that way, when he goes into Mania with Drew, there's not a who who we're going to cheer for. Yeah, I I think that they're really trying to separate that. Okay, I think they're really trying to give Bobby as much heat as possible between now and like the next week. That's how I'm looking at it. Who's to say maybe they're really trying to do this and somehow really set up Drew for another title run? Um, mm-hmm. and then maybe possibly kind of give him that pop. I don't, I, I really, I would find it very hard to believe that this will probably be, you know, Drew's like last push for a main event spot. I think what he's been able to do the past year, hold that title and make it relevant, show a lot of different layers, um, in his character, a lot of development. He's he's proved himself to really be the chosen one. Yeah. MVP, he can I can honestly say that he's lived up to MVP it. did state that the hurt business was an over, the other two was yourself. Yeah. So who knows? They just got So they might be open for some, you know, for some new blood. They did say Corbin, if you watch the last rule, he's not allowed. No. Brothers no. only. Brothers no. only. <laughs> he don't. He don't pass the pigment test. No, even though, even <laughs> even though Baron throws down some mean barbecue, <laughs> motherfucking throw on the grill. So if you if you want to invite uh Baron to the cookout, he's all right. Yeah, in my I seen book. the seasoning. He he uh, he checks he checks out. He 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 checks the vibes. <laughs> he's text about he's an honorable mention is like you ain't part of the family reunion but we'll, we'll, you you allowed to come to the barbecue though well he get like the front yard grill like the little appetizers <laughs> little shish kebabs like he's you know so, he's not part of the main grill in the backyard he's a pregame he's grill like front. nah like, yeah. I, I think you can put him on the grill grill you know he'll definitely do better than the original like uncle who got the new balance on with the the jorts and the uh the shitty Dallas Cowboy jersey, you know, it's like the ultimate like barbecue uncle slash dad ghetto for some reason. Nah, it's either Jesus sandals right. or, or slots. There you go. With socks. There you go. But I feel like he can still throw some flavor in there. Yeah. But it's just like, yo, you know, you 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 you're Tom Hankin and all this. You're not part of the family. Yeah. You're Tom yeah, you can't, and he can't like outshow the main grill dude. You can't get too flashy. No, you just you serve your role. You know, you're not about the the side life. You can throw down the grill, but I think at the same time, your opinion should be limited. Mm-hmm. That's it. I would love to see. I don't know what the company. I don't know if they're still like vitro, but. If like after Mania and they like introduce Leo Rush back into the fold, that'd be pretty. I cool. don't see that happening. No, nah, I know he signed. I'm just like they're like fantasy booking. Yeah, just like a full. I mean, circle they got their own little high fly over there. They could throw in the hurt business that is down with the brothers. Yeah, who Ricochet? You <laughs> saw? <laughs> I even said his name like he's so random. Like Ricochet? No. That poor Ricochet. Mm, 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 mm. Almost been a forgotten soldier. Mm, 
Mm-hmm. It's a shame, man. And then, like him too, like his talent, his talent is his star ability. Showcase it. Show that to the kids. Show these fucking five forties and aerials and spins. But nah, you just have them in catering or main event. You know, and that that catering game has been getting a little too. You know, it's getting dried up. Because people sick of it. Either people are sick of it. I know there's some wrestlers. They said some wrestlers are cool with like having a paycheck, and that's cool. If I was a wrestler. Honestly, if I was a WWE wrestler and I was like the catering squad and I was getting paid hefty, I wouldn't mind it. I'd keep it fresh. Yeah. Take no bumps, get a couple of sandwiches, watch yeah, the might, matches. They and might travel. have some good food and catering and shit. Like, these niggas love it. Yeah, but at the same time, like you gotta look at it like this. Will you the moment you get too comfortable in catering, you become catering. And you're just there to be okay, like hey, I'm collecting a paycheck. Not seeing TV time, not being able to really get anything because nobody has any type of control on you, and you really wanna, mm-hmm. you really wanna make something out of your career. You're really trying to get there. Like really, like would you travel? Would you, would you travel all those miles <laughs> just to sit and catering? <laughs> I have no idea. That's okay. It's a waste of time. Like. Granted, a lot of those guys live in Florida, and it makes it for them. But then you still have people that don't live in Florida and have to travel to come in. Yeah, because yeah, I think I think Orton, I think he's in Chicago. he's somewhere in the Midwest, I believe. Yeah, a catering squad. But I think also too, like now, especially with the catering squad, seeing. The even like these past few months of wrestling, a lot of promotions, a lot of talent, a lot of crumb branding, and then you just looking at that plate of mashed potatoes. And like, I night. can do more. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, but keep it real. I would love to see what was like what was Andrade's last catering meal. He was like, I had enough of this shit. He probably flipped it, flipped the table. Niggas be like, at catering so much they know it. every day is gonna be on the menu. He was like, Yo. Nah, I'm trying to play her like a, like like some steak and asparagus, and then he was like, "Fuck it, I can't take this shit no more." Really? Steak again? <laughs> I thought we were doing. He's like, "God, I thought we were doing ribs today." <laughs> He's like, "Is it? Is like Andrade? Is it really about the ribs? No, it's not about the ribs. I'm tired of this shit. I mean, not. And then I'm pretty sure I'm about saying Charlotte probably like eats with him, but then she got to leave because she has TV yeah. time. She She's like, hey, baby, so I have a job that I need to do. I mean, and then they pulled they pulled her ass out, um, thinking that she was pregos. Yeah, what was? Yeah, we we could we could hop into the Andre. That was like the craziest thing from his interview. Like, you think that was like a little shady, or you think they just got the test wrong? I don't know, but I know um, Charlotte even came out and said like they they. Medically, just did not clear her to go into the ring or anything like that because they felt that she test. They were like, "Oh, you you tested positive," um, you know, like in, in terms of her pregnancy test. And they took several tests and they all came back negative. But that was one of the reasons why they abruptly just kind of like took her out of the the main card scene. And originally, mm-hmm. they were trying to go with another Charlotte and Oscar. 
match for Mania. Oh, Lord. And because they pulled her out, that's when they pulled the trigger with uh, Rhea Ripley. I feel like that's the appropriate. You know, I thought it was. I thought it was definitely a good trigger. Um, Ideally, um, I was okay that it happened. I like Charlotte, but it's stale. Yeah, no, nobody wants to see another shot. Like the first Charlotte Oscar match was dope, but then after she won, you you do. You don't want to see another one. Yeah, Unless Asuka's picking up the W. Because honestly, that's what all anybody really wants. Because people don't want to see Charlotte go over Asuka again. Especially at WrestleMania. Like, I just watched this shit, what, yeah. two years ago? <laughs> like, like, come on, Vince. You got, like, you always talk about you got a women's revolution. Like, where which, are the, where are the it's women? Good, it's good. It's it's um, Andrade also said, he had a few comments about people in the back being jealous of Charlotte. And oh, I I can see it because she she is the she is the queen she is the head honcho, and doesn't it doesn't hurt that her, her dad is really yeah. Well. But also at the same time, Charlotte has she's also separated herself from like I'm not Rick's little girl. Like I can stand my own ground. I can do my own shit. No, she is, but. At the end of the day, she still is. No, that is very daughter. true. And you know, you may have some political sway in the back, but at the same time, like it's it's been poor, it's been poorly done. Like I, I think, um, really since since we had the triple threat match at Mania, a lot of the stuff has been on mm-hmm. and off, and it's been quite stale. Yeah, I think I think because of the whole, I think Ronda taking off, taking off that right after kind of like took away some steam because I'm pretty sure they had plans like incorporating all of them with Ronda, and then once Ronda was like, "I'm trying to have a family, I'm out," and then next thing you know, Becky's pregnant. That's already like two main, two of your top female stars gone with babies, and then Charlotte was hurt, so. I'm pretty sure Ronda leaving after 35 through a monkey wrench. And yeah, that wasn't even a plan. They were think, you know, got to go back to my little total diva wave. Ronda was on that last season. And then all, all the girls on there were surprised she was leaving, like, right after Mania. They was like, wait, what's going on? I'm pretty sure at some point, you know, that must have been discussed. I mean, pretty sure with the – probably with the higher-ups, I'm pretty sure. But, like, the, the talent – it was like, oh, what's going on? Because everything was sort of getting built around Ronda. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Ronda wouldn't, like, her coming in already as, like, a star. She don't got to, like, talk to Alicia, <laughs> Alicia Fox. Alicia like, yeah, you know, I'm leaving. Got it straight. Hey, Alicia, this is Ronda. Yeah, after made it 35. But it's just, like, there's just, there's so many women that haven't been showcased or talent. Um, another. I was gonna say, uh, uh, I was gonna say before we hop over. Now that we're talking about Charlotte, one thing for her character, I would love to see if, if they implement it. I feel like she, I think she deserves a faction. Not deserves, but I would like to see it as a head of a faction because she has like that apex ego mindset to carry yeah, a faction, triple H, triple like H, a Jericho, right? like an MJF, and that just, and that just, and that just trickles down. With like whoever is like associated with her, the the best Charlotte we had is when she had Dana Brooke as a little sidekick. 
and she was on her heel run. <clears throat> nah, I would love to see Charlotte run a faction. I don't know what they call it. I don't know what kind of peacock, like synonym they can. But come seeing up with. how you said that though, like who would you throw? Who would you throw in the mix? Who would I throw in with Charlotte? Hmm. I would love to see Shayna Baszler with Charlotte as like her little, as her like lieutenant, like second in command. That would be interesting. Because it, it goes away from her character, and it also incorporates another, uh, another four, the other horsewoman. You know like what I mean? Like pretty much, you have an enforcer. Yeah, and they never really, uh, like been buddy buddy. So I would like to see Charlotte and Shayna. Um, and then always with those two, you can you can always gonna yep. have one who's gonna turn on who first. So this is this is how I would look at it, like. I would I wouldn't even put it up four man, but do it like um a little three man woman crew. All right. I even I even throw a man in there. Give Charlotte a man. Give Charlotte a man. Pick somebody from the mid card. Uh, I don't know who, but I would like to see like if Charlotte was running with girls. I'd like to see one man rolling with them. That'll be interesting how that uh that dynamic would work because normally like. They always do it. It always becomes very hokey. You throw a man in there, and he's like almost that emasculated type of guy that just does yeah. his stuff. <laughs> they'll give him. They'll throw somebody from like two hundred five in the right middle. Yeah, which I'm in some ways I'm kind of like liking the little dynamic between Reginald, Naya, and Shayna. And in, in some ways, it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day. They've softened up Shayna Baszler. She has become straight yeah. soft. Yeah, they took. Yeah, they took away my baby. They, they they built her up. I remember so much during that elimination chamber. She choked everybody out, and that was it. Like, God, good times. That was it. Like they 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 softened her up. I don't mind the her and Nia having this little thing that they have going on, but they haven't done much since then like um i don't know if it's not them dedicating enough time or a proper storyline like they're just trying to do this whole coexisting thing that at some point there has to be a payoff to all of this um you know and i feel like and with the book and i feel like somebody needs to be in charge of just the ww women's tag team titles like somebody just needs to be ahead like appointed the person that's going to dictate where these titles are going to go and who's going to team up with them because trying to like add, whoever if it's on somebody else's plate it just yeah. gets lost in the shuffle and I feel like the women's tag titles are kind of it's like a waste a, of time they could be a, like a yeah it, it is a waste of time now but it yes. could be like really not a difference maker but it can be a shining yeah. light for this company if I just right. think that and 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 I, we mentioned I think I mentioned this the uh I don't know if it was the last the last podcast or the one before then. And we talked about the women's tag team title in NXT. And I was like, if you guys haven't done like granted, it's two different types of creative team. You have Hunter down in the you know, the gold and black brand, and then you have the main roster. You already by you adding them, and I think there'll probably be a better job being done in NXT than as opposed to the, the main roster. But you already saturated the women's division by doing that. 
by adding, adding the second, the second belt. belt to a different brand, it's a waste of fucking time. Eh, I, I guess I guess I think because in Survivor Series now, that's probably going to be another matchup. Whoever's holding the NXT we, Women's Title, title look, we're, we're going back. We're going tight. back into none of these two day events. Once you know things are starting to get cleared up, I do not have more patience to watch an event for ten hours. I just don't. <laughs> Let's be honest. Like I don't have the patience to do that anymore. Um, and I don't know if maybe it's just me being old, but like I, I don't have the patience. No, but you've been there. You've you've been in those seats for exactly. those long manias. You've been there. You have every right to to say how you feel. Like me and Malcolm watched it like on a yeah. couch or on our bed. But you've been in Yo, those it's seats. Exhausting. It's expensive. Like the, I, I I and I told you this and I. Once, and this is because I think this was possibly one of the longest running manias in history. And this uh, was 35 at that cookie cutter place of MetLife, the billion dollar junk, as I like to really like to call it. <laughs> um, I, there was, there was a point in time where I just couldn't do it anymore. I, I think I, I picked the perfect match in some ways to kind of walk around and like just do something different. And that was, and sadly enough, it was Kurt Angle's going away match. Um, uh, yeah, like it wasn't, it it wasn't the the best match to be put on period. And it sucked that it, you know, it was his last match, but I, I was just so tired that the event didn't fucking finish till past one o'clock in the morning. It was oh, a, long was a long fucking mania. mania. Like, I remember that one. Getting there at 3 o'clock in the afternoon to have mania end, to have mania end past 1 o'clock in the morning. And very fortunate enough that I had access to a vehicle to get into the city because it was a fucking shit show you had to deal with to take the train. Yeah, was, all the all like do they? Do no, they you have to take bus? the um the Jersey Transit into the city, and they they were only running so often. I remember even Noel Foley, she took the train to get into the city, and she complained about it. If I'm not mistaken about it, <laughs> I knew people that didn't. <laughs> yeah, I knew Foley. people that didn't get into the city till three thirty in the morning, because they had to wait for the train. Yeah, I can imagine. And it was such a shit show. It was a long mania. And you're telling me that now you're adding an extra fucking title that we don't we we don't even know what the fate of the main roster one is. And granted, it'll be different. And I think I said this before; it would have made more sense to have that title and really do an interpromotion. But nothing was really cared enough to do that, where they're just like, "Well, we're just gonna do it a main roster thing." But you guys are still not bringing these ladies mm-hmm. to where they should be. If that's the case, then like, like it's 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 fucking terrible. They're always talking about oh, like it, the division is weak. We need more talent. It's like no, you guys decide to use th- some new talent for two to three months. You turn and burn him. You turn and burn them, and that's that. And you don't really like set up the talent the no. best way to succeed. Like, remember, no, like, they, they have, have talent. the talent to do so. Uh, Carmella came up, new gimmick, new everything. She had a run. Where's she at? Catering. 
Nikki Cross. I I am a huge Nikki Cross. Oh fan. God, love the girl. I think she should she should always be in that in that that main event. Um, at least upper mid card women title picture. Where's she at? Catering. Mia. Naomi catering. Who was missing? She's been on it, now. Movie. I think the biggest problem is that they don't have a secondary feud now when it when it when it's outside of the champion feud. They fo- yes, they focus on one thing and one thing only, and then everything else is like we're just gonna give it the the Teddy Long treatment and just give them some random tag team title match. When they did um before Bianca got into a play with Sasha when she had a feud with Bailey. Yeah. Like it was a nice little transition. But like there's there hasn't been anything going on. Um there's there's really nothing. A lot of a lot of these girls are being yeah. being taken out. Um I don't know if they're doing that the women's battle royal. I think that's something that hasn't I been announced. I don't know if they're doing the it. SmackDown. Oh, have yeah, they like, the, they, I know they're going to Andre. I know they're going to Andre. If you were the matches that usually would be on the pre-card on SmackDown. There's a there's a long list of the who's who's. You know what? You know what would be dope if they kind of made the Andre um battle royal. I think they should make that um intergender. Hmm. I think that I think that would throw like a nice little wrinkle on it because you know they like to like get everybody uh, mania appearance, and this could kind of be like because we always said there needs to be something significant about the Andre Battle Royal to like I've bring comments saying... to it. So probably be like, so probably like maybe that'd be the <laughs> only night in WWE. There's a battle royal, men and men and women. There's no gender roles. Like if you want the trophy, get it. Now, do you have two separate winners or just have one winner? No, one winner. Get like what fifteen? Like I don't know how many people. What forty people? So what twenty mm. men, twenty women, or however you want to like splice it up. That'll be very. I'll be down with that. That'll be very I mean, that'll interesting, be cool. and it would never happen. No, you don't think so? No, I, I don't think it would happen. But I'm just saying that would that would like it would be, be something different. Um, but it will, it will, it won't happen. Um. No. See, that's the thing. I, I, everybody always wants to make it a Vince thing, but I just think that I, I'm not saying that it will never happen. I think maybe if it goes where we're at and, and things become a little bit more progressive, who knows? Maybe ten years from now. Okay. Ten years from now, maybe we might we we might see that. But I, I'm not gonna hold my breath on that at all. Like, have you seen the the list of people who are going to be on that Andre the Giant um, uh, memorial thing? Sure. It's a, it's a, it's a very interesting list. But it's like how you just said, make it mean something. And they haven't been able to do any of that. They haven't been able to capitalize, um, of those winners. Like, if you make it as like as a 
Andre the Giant Memorial thing, um, like a breakout type of tournament, have it mean something where, hey, you know what? What's uh, what's one of the the, the next pay per views that they have? Backlash. Like, I don't know. Um, is hey, it, it's back? Well, what's in, is what's a pay per view? Something with, with like it's coming back at. Let me see. Like, it, it, I think it is like backlash, or something like that. Like, have it mean something where they get a, a title shot at, at, at backlash? You know, the next following pay per view, like they can get a title shot, a breakout. Like, you know how many people have have won that and they haven't done shit. Yeah, a trophy, trophy. and that's that. I think what really started it, um, like it's the way Cesaro was handled after winning the first one. It was terrible. What we see now, it was. It was honestly, it was the worst thing I've, I've ever seen, and they the way the way they did it. I remember I was listening to the Talk Is Jericho podcast. And I remember the um, the big show was on it, or now Paul White. <laughs> and he talked about it. That was like they originally had the big show to go over um, that one. And then they changed it the day of. And they said, like, hey, we're going to have Cesaro over. Um, and they, they, they played it big. And it was it was a great moment. They, they tried to do, like, the infamous, like, you know, uh, Hogan body slamming Andre. Like, that was, like a huge thing, never been done, never been seen before. Um, we're going to help it. I know show at the time, he was like, you know what? He's a great talent. I, I'll definitely put him over. But it became a transitional thing where they paired him up with uh, with Paul Heyman only just to have him transition until, like, have him be his piece until yeah. Brock No, that's back. the sad thing. Because when he did win, you can hear the pop. Like that that moment yeah. was so lit. You would think yeah. like like you said, they paired him up with her after. But maybe if they did it the night yeah. last night, they show him with the trophy. And he was like, This is a new year. I got a new trophy. And I want more. And I'ma get it. Yeah. I think we all thought that that was gonna be Cesaro's like breakout like everybody felt like okay this is gonna happen then mm-hmm. nothing came about it no something did um it was like it was very brief and then the big show wins at the set the following year um nothing came from it baron corbin at that moment wasn't even on the roster he was still in nxt at the time Somehow wins it. What happens? Nothing. Mojo. We thought like, okay, you know, they they he's on his own right now. No longer with Zack Ryder. He's he's gonna he's gonna do his own thing. Okay, what happens? Yeah, I think the nothing. Plan was to like pair him up with Gronk. Yeah, but nothing ever really came from it. Um, Mad Hardy, Braun, like they have done nothing. Yeah, some some something needs like you, you said, said some you need, need to win something. Even if it is a trophy, 
it has, has to, to be something. something. Yeah. Like you have to, you have to be able to do that. Like make it mean something. The trophy needs to needs to change. Needs to be modernized. Um, it's hokey. It's a very WWE thing. But I think it captures the essence of like, Andre. Yeah, but make it like make it mean something. This is the way I look at the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Honestly, now it's a filler. It's like, hey, we don't. This is I. I it's almost like the participation trophy of Mania. You weren't good enough to make it onto the main card or have a decent rival enough story that we can put you on this, but like we're gonna put you on here. A consolation prize that you'll still be able to collect a, a mania paycheck. But there's nothing coming off of it. There's no there's there's nothing. You win it, it's like okay, you just got a trophy. They'll show they'll showcase it for the next month on Raw or SmackDown, whatever brand you are. They'll have the trophy by ringside. I'm, and I'm that's trying it. to think. I think because they, they, they schedule, schedule money, money in the bank, bank after the mania. mania. So, so what, what if, if you have, have the Andre, Andre trophy, win it, you automatically get into, into um, money, money in the bank? bank? No, I think it's you're, you're making them jump into hoops. How so? I think it doesn't. It doesn't because it's it's almost like saying, okay, you're guaranteed a spot at the mm-hmm. at Money in the Bank. You know, that's really all. You, all you're really but saying. I it. Um, and you, because, because then you, you get you, you, you get, get like, like the little, little taste of, of like what's, what's coming in the field. Like let's, let's just say not Riddle wins this year. Mm-hmm. You're going to go in the Money in the Bank. bank. Mm, yeah. I don't know. I just think that if you have to, it's like you're saying you have to go through this battle royal in order for you to qualify for a different event to get a title shot. I I, I think it's um, I think it's redundant. It's either make it mean something or scrap it. Yeah, but they got to figure out what they're gonna do with it. You know, Hold up, bro. Like then they need to add meaning to it, make it work, and make sure that it's solid. You know, make it make it mean something. Hey, you got a future world title shot. Why not? So I think that's where you know things need to go and shift into that direction. Can't change anything else than that. Agree or disagree? Yeah, you're right. Um, before we have shift gears, though, um, with the Andrade situation, he had made comments before. Um, when he was leaving, he spoke. He said he spoke to Triple H and events. Um. And that everything was cordial between them, but that they didn't even know that um that he was off the injury list. Like when he was on, yeah, and, you know, yeah. Know I read about true, that, but um, he said that the um the door was still open for a possibility to come back WWE. 
Um, which I would like to see happen, but do it under the right circumstances. Like, get him back on TV and do it the right way. Like, the guy, yeah. the guy's a stud, you know, and to have talents wasted, like, honestly, like, Paul Heyman was doing him a service. He was a big Andrade fan, and he's like, yo, we can make something happen off of this. Yeah. And yeah. nothing, nothing came from it. After a while, like he got hurt, and oh, oh, we did, we did, we didn't know he was off. How do you not know? Like, I'm pretty sure if he's coming in, I'm pretty sure like you're just like, hey, you know, this person's coming off. He's gonna be good to go. What do you, What do you want to do? So I, I think it was. It's a bit of a cop out. Like that's a big miscommunication to not know who's coming off your injured list and be like, oh, usually like you'll start like, okay, maybe we want to keep this person off a little long until we come yeah. up with something. And then um, Triple H did offer him to come back to NXT. I, I, but from the comments he made on the um, interview even earlier, he said he not even really wanted to be on NXT, even back in the main run. And, yeah. And he was also really used as a transitional champion yeah, in NXT. He, that, that he wasn't even supposed to be the champion. No, he was more like, "Hey, we we need we need a transitional champion. This is it." You know, um, but who knows? Maybe things might change later on. He he gets that pop. He gets. Um, whatever he needs to, wherever he's decide to go. I know he teased um, a new deal. There's no 90-day con- no ninety day uh, clause or anything like that. He can show up wherever he wants. Just tease the new deal when he's going to pop up and where, you know, remains to be unseen. Oh, we know that he already signed on the dotted line. Yeah, he took the little, the little snapshot. <laughs> Throw it on with the roly and the gold rings. He's now like, we got the, the guessing game. Yeah. Whenever he probably he probably announces it at the menu. I don't yeah, think yeah. he announced it. I think he I just shows up at the menu and stuff like that. Um, I won't be surprised if he goes back to Mexico, get that name back again, get back into, um. Kind of just, just just getting your feels back out together. You know, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back down. I think it'll be a good move for him to just kind of get himself back and, you know, for a period of time and then just come back into one of, like, the really big promotions. Yeah, if he, pull, he, come, if he does come back, um, he, he pull, like, a Drew but, McIntyre. Come back with a little more sizzle. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, a lot of people already been speculating of where he he should go. Um, obviously, the first place everybody's always going to say, like, oh, he should go to AEW. Um, it doesn't always have to be that way. Um, no, it's not It's not the only alternative. Um, I think there are other places he would be really great at, and I think I've said it before. I would love to see him show up in New Japan. Yeah, he, he he actually he mentioned that in the interview as well. He wants to go to Japan. 
Yeah, I would love to see that happen. Him, like, really kind of getting in as a, and coming as a member of, you know, the new LIJ for whatever, you know, period of time. Um, I would honestly just love to see that happen. Some of the matches that he could have, um, I would love to see a match with him and Osprey. Um, especially Osprey being now part of the the heavyweight division, I will fucking yeah, love to see a, that match. Happen. A lot of options to pick up on. I'm going to Japan. Yeah. Um, and ROH has been something that's been thrown around in there. Um, but we, time yeah, will tell. I mean, we'll see what happens. He's only um, 31 years old. Yeah. Yeah, the guy has a lot of fucking talent. And, you know, they've, they've always made it seem that the reason why he was never really looked at being that serious was because he couldn't master the English language. Yeah. You know, and I think it's a very poor excuse um, that that's where we've gone. They're like, oh, well, we need somebody that'll be able to promote. We can't have, you know, the champion. I was like, you understand, like, we don't, it doesn't only revolve in the U.S. And you have some of these people who, these marks that are like, well, how is he going to relate to us? And doesn't have to. Like, you got to think long term. You got to think fucking globally. Like, this opens up more deals, just like the same thing. They put the strap on gender. That opened up a whole new yeah, money. That opened up that India money. Like, yo, you getting 100 of these, you know, 100 Indian people behind your product? Those are billions and billions of dollars. Billions of dollars. Like, that opens up a, a whole new market. You know, and I think for a long time, they've been looking for... Um, for that next Latin American Spanish star to, to really take the whole range of that. Um, before it was Eddie and, and Ray and they're really looking, they don't have that transitional person that we can use now long term. Why not let that be Andrade? Why not? Like there's, there's, there's so many people right now. Umberto Carrillo is another person who, by yeah, the way, has been looking seen, fucking uh, jacked. When they did the segment on Raw, when Drew came to the locker room, I'm like, hold on, who the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> He's looking jacked. Yeah. Shave off. Uh, he looking, looking jacked, got a new cut. Angel Garza, who, again, another huge advocate. Um... Like he's another person that has the juice. Yeah, because him, like that guy has the fucking juice. Andrade, he at least had the charisma of talking. You know, he he spoke perfect English. He had the little suave yeah. thing going on, and then like, like that kid has a fucking um, package. Before we move on to the um next topic, um, I'm gonna log down. I'm gonna try to get T back on real quick. Next topic was talking about the um comments Andrade made that there was a possibility of him coming back to WWE a few years from now. I'm like, nah, he ain't coming back right away. They'll throw that nigga right back in catering. Nah, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, <laughs> like, yeah, like, Andrade be like, I'm a free man. WWE, you want to come sign with us? Okay, all right, back to the mashed potatoes, bro. Now, because he had mentioned he had a discussion with Triple H before he um left, and he's Triple H offered him first to go to NXT, 
but he said he didn't want to go back to NXT. So then he said the door was still open in like four or five years for him to come back. In four or five years? Yeah, he want to do whatever he, you know, he want to do the ND run, do a Damn, nigga, four or five years? That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. We'll be in 2026. I would, I would be an old man. My balls are going to be sagging more than they are. <laughs> four or five years. Well, we'll see whatever they come to agree with. Damn. <clears throat> oh, but I do, I do for a fact. Um, want to talk to you guys? Have you got what? What are your opinions on the new, uh, the new uh, belt in New Japan? Oh, I just I seen it. I like it. It seems very um, New Japan. I say like, like nineties arcadeish, in a way. Like especially with the like the sharp tips at the edge. Tree fighter, tree fighter vibes. Yeah. I mean, I know for a fact I like it. It'll be, it'll, it'll. I think it's something that is not traditional. Um, they try, they basically combine all the prior past generational, um, IWGP heavyweight championships like all together. Um, but I know like they've been getting ripped. And like Twitter, um, they're like, oh, it looks like the the Divas Championship and all of this other shit. Like they've been disrespecting it like hardcore. They said that. <laughs> they wilding. I mean, not it. I think with every new belt and every company, whether people go on to like it or not, there's always gonna be some. Oh yeah, because I was there for the um. I don't know if y'all went to. I was there for the Universal Title. Christening where they brought it out before the Rollins and Finn match. Yeah, I, I was there. Hated that belt. Yeah, see, Chris, no, like, like literally, like that first half of the match, we wasn't really into the match because we was all trying to process Everybody. that belt. Everybody was booing, <laughs> and it was like, yo, that people were chanting, "That belt's ugly." Fuck that belt. <laughs> They're like, everybody was like waiting for this to be like. Oh, like this is gonna be like you know, like dope. I just hate that it's a, it's a cookie cutter belt. Like you guys couldn't come up with a whole new design. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they just threw the red on the the, the red on the band. They just switched the like, paint job. Different. That's it. Like really, I was like, that shit is, it's yeah. fucking horrendous. Yeah, they don't make belts like they used to. No, and then you want to throw in the blue Universal Championship, which honestly it's not that bad. I think the blue has grown on me. I say the red has grown on me. I always like the blue. I I like the blue, but I really despise the red. You do? I, I think I think AJ carried it carries it well. I thought the Fiend because he's mostly red. Yeah, but he. But I think he Seth had his, too. He had his own belt. Yeah, he did have his own belt. I just think it's they they need a they need something new. Um, I would love. I'm always a big uh, fan of the uh, the winged belt. Classic. Like you can, you just can't fuck with that. Like if you still modernize, even when they modernized it during the Attitude Era, like that was still a fucking great belt. But like now it's like you're 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 making every belt the exact same. Yeah. I don't change 
change it. Yeah, I know why they did that. They did that for merchandising with, with kids and stuff, trying to make shit look as generic as possible. But, you know, for us... Get that Mattel money. Yeah, for us, you know, we, we will have an issue with it. With kids, they probably don't even, you know, whatever. Hey, that belt sucks. That belt so, sucks. I think the best <laughs> right now is a, the U.S. title. That Riddle has? Yeah, I think it's like that's probably the best-looking belt. The the Even the new Intercontinental title, I like. Yeah. Cause those, cause those two belts look way different from the, every other belt. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and they look different from each other. Exactly, like it's not a counterpart to anything. Like it's different; it has its own unique thing, and I'm glad that that was kept the way it was. The tag titles, whatever, I, I you can leave it as is. But like the head, like your your brand main event title. Change it, man. Just change it. Like, I don't know who was, like, <laughs> like in charge, like, back in the, I guess, ruthless aggression era of doing, like, um, pay-per-view covers, doing merch, and, you know, title belts. But whoever they got rid of, they got rid of, like, everything there. Because the whole designs and everything is just awful. Somebody said, yes, this is what we should be doing right now. They went with just like a real vanilla like way of things, I guess, quote unquote, um, starting the PG era. Nigga suck a dick. I think it was the Rock. He started this when he brought out the um that belt. Yeah, it was a it was a different it was very similar version to it. Damn Dwayne. But that was fine though. Like at the time, it's like okay. No, it was fine because people were tired of the spinner. People was tired of the, the spinner. spinner. The spinner had the spinner had spun. The spinner, yeah. <laughs> the spinner had spun. And the spinner had spun for a long time. That was out for a long time. And it was like, yo, at first when it came out, it was a nice gimmick. But I was like, all right, like, this is cool. Trust me, we all been there. Even that that U.S. Uh, spinner title, Yeah, we were all about it at one point. Like, that was a dope belt. But then, okay, you did the, the WWE, you know, spinner belt. And it's like, okay. This needs to like this is this is played out. Yeah, it was only good for John for most part. Yeah, and then they gave it a Randy Orton. I thought I thought Edge I thought Edge carried it well. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Actually, he did. Especially when Edge when it when it still used to spun and he used to spin it to like fuck with. And Tina. he had the rated yeah. R shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, you're right though. I'm glad they they really do need to start um changing up the belts. No. Um, cause I know I know the penny tag titles. People hated them. Mm. I didn't mind the penny ones, the copper. I didn't mind it actually. Um, the classic old tag team championship belts were those would always be classics. The WWF era ones, like that was dope. That was like hot shit. You know, no. Um, but I have no problem with the um the redesign of the New Japan belt. I like I said, I, I thought it looked dope. Like it looked different, and like I said, it felt if because um Japan, I'm not saying it's stereotypical, but they're known for like their arcadeisms and like video games, and it looked like a video game to me. You know what? So I'm like fuck it. I never thought of it that way, but I I get it. 
You know what I mean? That's like like he said, like some Street Fighter Tekken shit. That was like some shit they'll be fighting for in like one of those games. Yeah, I think you hit it on the nail with that, with especially the Tekken. Um, like I I see it. Yeah, it's like it's a fight. Like it's cool. Down. Yeah, like I I it's not it's not typical, but I I see it and I can honestly say like you know what I kind of like it. Nah, I fuck with it. It's just like Kenny Omega shall be there to collect it soon. Um, I'm like, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I mean, we we still got to see because like Revolution, we have um Kenny and um Swan. Or is it like yeah? Like, is that gonna be for a title versus title? Yeah, it's when it takes all. When it takes all events. Look at that. Then after that, you know. You you set up a Kenny Omega and Abushi. I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe I don't know what indies are running, but I wouldn't be surprised if some indie company calls or Tony calls an indie company to have um, Kenny collect the belt. Be like the collector of belts. The expedition of gold. Credit to the Hardys for bringing that. I'm pretty sure, like a wrestler from yesteryear, that was like one of their thing. But recently, we've seen it with the Hardys. And Lashley. Lashley was the ultimate champion. He had every championship but the women's. Um, over impact. Same thing. At one point, he was collecting like every indie belt available. Like he, I think he had one point um, when he was an impact, I think he had probably close to uh, let me see, one, two, three, four. I think he probably had like he was carrying around like five different belts, five or six different belts at the time. Not, nah, and it's the power of belts. Like belts, even if you don't watch wrestling, belts they just give whoever's wearing it just that little extra salt bay sprinkle. Yeah. Like even before um, OC lost their tag belts, seeing the AEW champion flanked by the Impact Tag Team champions, come on, that shit is dope. Mm-hmm. You got that wrong. You got that wrong. <laughs> but now I'm curious. Like, there's no secondary title in New Japan. And we'll see how that goes. That's also another thing. Because I, I know they have a lot of they have a lot of fucking talent. So the motherfucker, somebody needs a secondary title. Yeah, like they're gonna end up christening it. Gonna end up having a tournament for it. Um, somewhere down the line, it's gonna, it's, it'll probably happen. Okay. Somewhere down the line. Down the line. Um, speaking about down the line, because now we could transition over into like the whole Peacock and um and the build up for Mania next week. But before we get into that, there was it was an outroar. Outrage, uproar. An uproar, you say. In the wrestling community. An uproar, you say. Uproar. Somebody at the Peacock offices is editing wrestling footage. Mm. Cutting. Dicing. Slicing. <laughs> Old footage <laughs> that perhaps not have been footage. there. Meaning, we won't be able to hear Vinnie Mac go up to John Cena and be like, What's good, my nigga? No more of that. Not not even that. I'm 
my main thing is like when this shit first broke, when they was like um Peacock editing out content, you know what's the first thing that popped in my what? head? We ain't seen no damn ECW. Oh, I I that was a that was a mindset that I had as well. There's gonna be a lot see, of they 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 probably they probably gonna show the intro, Joey Styles like announcing the card. Mm-hmm. Maybe Landstorm versus Roadkill, a promo, and that's gonna be the end of the show. Mm. Um, there's gonna be a lot of things. There ain't gonna be no. I'm pretty sure they cut probably a lot of those bra and panties matches out. Oh yeah, gonna be. Um, Beulah, Francine showing there's nothing but ass and titties out there. Um. Macho Man slapping Tory Wilson probably won't make it. Oh, you know what else won't make it? No more, uh, no more Katie Vick uh, storyline. That's they probably got etched out. Hey man, that, that, that's that's for the best. Triple H, <laughs> oh, Triple H did that himself. He was like, oh, I don't think it is. Oh, Katie, you're yeah. a bit stiff today. Like those were, cl- I, I, I don't, I, I don't know, and I don't care what anyone else says. Like, as strange as it was, I will never ever forget that angle. With Katie Vick. I thought it was probably one of the most entertaining shit. And we will never ever see anything like that again on TV because we are now in a PC, um, non binary pussy era now where don't offend me. Don't offend me. Type of culture. You know, I identify as a goat era. This is where. This is where we're at right now. Hey, man. Peacock was like, hey, man. Y'all ain't about to be fucking our brother. See, the shit with Peacock, though, because honestly, with all streaming services, it's not a certain demographic that's tuning in. So it's not only 10 and 12-year-olds checking out Peacock. Mm-hmm. There's going to be adults, too. Where the fuck is the pay? The pay Not even a paywall. Where is, like, the... It was, like, discretion. Adult, you can watch, yeah, like, some WWE Uncut yeah. or, like, something like that. Just imagine there's an intern who's working for NBC right now that is sitting through Hours and hours and hours and hours of footage. I mean, like, oh, that's offensive. Oh, gotta take this out. People won't even get to see the prom Dudley boys run. No more Mae Young. You can't see Mae Young giving birth to a hand on Peacock. None of that. And then that that's the shit, too. Like, honestly, that's what wrestling... It's not that's not what all wrestling is based off, but wrestling is basically a fucking like a Looney Tunes sometimes yeah. off the walls, off the but that's mm-hmm. wrestling. You can't say, Oh, this is too violent, this is too blah blah blah. This is that's wrestling. Wrestling is so much shit. Sometimes it's off the walls, it's crash TV. And are they gonna show the attitude error? Anything offensive won't be won't won't, won't be making it in there. They won't. Uh, no more um, Eddie Guerrero, and they're pretty going to have to cut some of that Eddie Guerrero and JBL feud out. No more JBL. <laughs> oh my <laughs> no God. more JBL chasing down Mexicans on the border. Hmm. Like that, I, I don't, I don't see how that's going to happen. Yeah, that's a catch twenty two too, because you could say, oh, they're taking out all the offensive stuff, but at the same time, it's like sort of they erasing the fact that wrestling. And, History. And WWE in general, like, did a lot of racist stuff, did a lot of, you know, misogynist stuff. It's like, that shit happened. Mm-hmm. You can't really take that, you know, 
erase that. Like, oh, we were just all clean cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just have like a fucking disclaimer. And they have parental controls yeah. on these streaming websites. So if like some little Tommy wants to go to Peacock and he's like attitude error, mommy got it blocked. So he yeah. can't watch it. You know, um, there's a lot of stuff, man. No more Zach Gowen getting his shit kicked in by Brock Lesnar. Or being, you know, being tossed down a flight of stairs on a wheelchair because it'll be deemed offensive. I was going to say, too, like, I, I don't know what their parameters Ooh. on blood is. Like, if they say this is little blood, if this is too much blood. They're going to black it. Are they going to show they're, every they're blood? Gonna, they're like, going to gray on. it out. Especially, like, in the... I want to say a lot of it in, like, the... That 2005-2009 era... A lot of matches were was really blood heavy. I think that four year period, yeah. like there was a lot of bleeding, especially like a Triple H, Rick Flair. especially. Yeah. Yeah, you know Triple H had to get his blade job in. You know my boy. Yo, he was bladed up every single match. <laughs> he was like, I got hit by the fucking turnbuckle. Where's the blade? No, not yet, Triple H. You He's like walking job. around with like this huge. <laughs> Cotex on his fucking forehead because he got cut on the pay per view before. <laughs> no, you you know that's one thing Triple H and I think uh, that's why I say Triple H is truly my personal favorite wrestler. One thing Triple H used to do so well, he used to sell the beaten or the match on a pay per view the next night on Raw like so well. He would come in like a band aid yeah. or like a fucking crane or just like uh like he used to do that phenomenally well. Like, maybe walk a little slow. Like, like yeah, you know, Hunter's not 100% from last night. And like, yeah, you know, it was a battle. But I won. <laughs> He's like, I'm pissed off. That's that's how it used to all, like, those roars during the Reign of, Tr- um, the Reign of Terror. Like, after the pay-per-view, you always see Triple H with that classic, like, diagonal band-aid over the, over the forehead yeah. and the sunglasses. <laughs> He used to walk out with his with his huge period pad on his fucking forehead. <laughs> That's really what it was. That was. But I'm just saying, like, they don't really do that. Like, like the next night after pay per view, nobody's really like shaking up. Nobody's like really carrying over. That's why like, um, when um Drew McIntyre and Sheamus had that battle a few weeks ago on Fastlane. I was like, how y'all niggas is wrestling the next night? <laughs> like, y'all niggas beat the shit out of each other. Nobody, no limps. Everybody just came in, like... And then it's not even, like, Triple H. Like, other wrestlers, too, they used to, like, sell, like, what <laughs> happened, like, the next, like, the previous night. Like, same thing when Ray Mysterio got thrown off the top of the time, uh, tower. Like, homie came back, no problem, two weeks later. Like, I mean, you just got thrown off the roof. It's like, it never happened. <laughs> like... Like I remember, Nick Jackson. Nick Jackson sold a back injury from all the way back about a year and a half ago from New Japan into AEW. Like, oh, you know, Nick hasn't been the same since that match, and you know, in Japan, and he milked it. Like, and King Fabe is like, like it, it's still around in, in a certain way in some sort of capacity, but a lot of things have changed. Yeah. Well, it's crazy. I, I still have to roll over because this is what next week is due, the week where everything goes down. Well, I, I know I still have access to the network. 
They 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 giving they've been giving me the boo every time I go in there. Nah, nah, we don't got nothing for you on here, champ. Aren't you yeah, registered under Peacock, yeah, right, Malcolm? Peacock, but I'm like, I just wanted to see if you know the network was still jumping. They was like, nah, nothing to see here. I was I was still able to click on stuff. Um, I think yesterday I, I was very curious. I know issues. He's a like we know you, uh, we know you signed up to Peacock already. That bad for you just um open up the WWE network on US, you just see like a Peacock ad. Like, come on, come on over. Well, that's one of the first things you do see, honestly. Like they'll give you like this one minute commercial intro, like WWE Network really on Peacock. Yeah, oh, you're shit. You know, um, Side note, um, I know there's a new documentary with Big E. And if you guys have a chance okay. to uh to really see it, I recommend it. It's good. Oh yeah, shit. yeah, I seen the, the Big E doc they did. Yeah. I was um that was actually like really good um stuff. Um so if you guys are listening, definitely give it a watch. Um still waiting for some of these new documentaries to come up, especially the icons. Chris, um I believe they just dropped I didn't know they did it, but they dropped the Beth Phoenix one last week. Mm. Nice. It's yeah. On Peacock? I'm dying to see the one with the British Bulldog. Yeah. And then I know they got Robin and Dam coming up. Who's getting it? There's a Robin Dam one. Um, I know A&E is, um, they're having an eight-part documentary series. Um, I think the first one is with Stone Cold. Is that on the 18th of April? Yeah, I think that's at the Mania. Yeah, yeah. I think it's sometime like later this month. They're starting the eight part series, and I think um, RVD is part of it. Bret Hart, um, Brian Pillman. Um, who else? Uh, there's definitely a couple of other guys that are part of the documentary that I'm very excited to yeah, see. Speaking of the um Hall of Fame too, um, my man RVD got in. That's one of my. That's my second favorite wrestler. Let me some Robin and Dan. Got two girls like Lou Will. Mm. <laughs> and I always said it's such a shame that whoever was calling the shots was just stuck in their ways because RVD was white hot during the invasion angle. Stupid hot. White hot. Stupid. I always remember the um the group that match they had between I think that was like the the perfect dream match for him to kind of come in. And really set that up, and that was RVD and Jeff oh, Hardy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was the best one-on-one that they've they've could have honestly have done, and it lived up to uh, it definitely lived up to 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 its hype. Um, but when is the, when is the Hall of Fame even they already, Um, I believe Saturday. Yeah, they taped, taped it, it. So I think, I think. Yeah, I know they already taped it. Um, uh, this. Yeah, wow, was it already Friday? No, it was it earlier this week, I believe. They um they taped it. I don't think it was last I don't think it was this past week. No, nah, because um Nikki Nikki Bella had posted a picture like two or three days ago of them. Yeah. Them at the um Oh yeah, with the yeah. with the with the plaque. But yeah, same thing with uh the NWO. Um, like they did their thing as well, but I just can't remember when. But it was, it was definitely this past week. They just um, 
They did that. It's two, it's two Hall of Fame, so I don't know if they sliced it up. Two Hall of Fame? Yeah, because remember last year, they didn't get to do those, the people last year. Oh. Yeah, so they bringing those people. He said two Hall of Fame. I know, Chris. He was like, two NXT takeovers? Two nights of Mania? Yo, it's too fame? much. <laughs> nigga Vince Kevin said like, you gonna need a double dose. <laughs> it's way too much, and I- I'm also very curious as the whole Batista thing. Like, I get he's like, hey, you know, it makes more sense. I want to be able to be there with the fans and be able to draw. I'm like, who the fuck tells you like, nah, I don't want to, I don't want to be inducted this year. Hold me out next year. What? Oh yeah. Nah, he knows. Cause didn't you say like a LA, like a LA day is coming up soon? That's time. Like LA they Mania. To wait. No, LA Mania is not until two years. Next year is gonna be in Dallas. Nigga, nigga, Batista said I want to get miles in front of the hoes. Yeah, he ain't done. I'll get my shit in front of the hoes too. He's gonna be asked like, "Hey, Batista, how big your dick is?" Like nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. Commenters. I don't know. Um, but I'm like, I don't know if there's been a date. Where they've announced that it's gonna air. That's that's something that I've been curious about for for a long time. Yeah. When and then you know the Hall of Fame that shit changed after Homeboy attacked Rick. Was it, wait, was it Bret Hart? Hart? <laughs> oh, not Bret, not Bret Hart. I mean, fucking. Which, by Rick. the way, no, I still want to. I want to clear my name. I had nothing to do with that. I just want to make it known after a, a little situation that Brett and I got into at Access. I'm tired. Yeah, remember, remember you know, you remember the just, I just want to just want to say I I was at the Garden. I was at the G1 Supercard. I was not in Brooklyn, so just want to put that out there. Um, I have proof that I was that I attended the event, and at the same time when that happened. I witnessed Enzo and Cass kind of come in and did their run in within 15 minutes of each other. I was not there, and it's physically impossible for me to go to Brooklyn to Manhattan in New York traffic. There, I just needed to put it out there. Yeah, I'm gonna say when that when that happened, the, the bright attack. Abe was online like <laughs> Vince sends his regards. <laughs> <laughs> this is like they're like. Brett screw Brett. Still. <laughs> but I don't know, like, what would possess, like, because you knew you was going to get your ass beat. Not, not, just off the simple fact of you interrupting the show, you getting into the ring, which is a big no-no. If you're not a wrestler or a referee, ring crew, you do not cross Yo, he that got, That guy got molly. FTR whooped his ass. <laughs> so, those two things. And then you attack Brett Hart? Mm. Like a wrestling legend. In front of all these wrestlers that that say, "Oh, I watch so much Bret Hart matches." Bret Hart is like my one of my main influences. You gonna tag him in front of people like that, and I expect to get your ass beat. Mm. He got his ass with the fishies that night. <laughs> I don't think his body didn't recover. He got it's body. Like when Vince said it was nope. <laughs> nope. I, I don't know what you're talking about. No. 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 And I'm pretty sure if the cops or whoever was like, why did this person suffer such injuries? They're like, look, we have a code, like wrestlers, the boys, the girls, whatever, that no fan should interject themselves into the show. And especially, like I said, attacking Bret Hart. 
You know this nigga can't take a bump? His heart's no good. They straight up fucking spit this nigga trying to finish the job that Goldberg started. Bro, he ended it. That's wrong. Got wrong for that. <laughs> it was like the perfect nigga, symmetry Shawn Michaels, think about you. it. <laughs> some Goldberg underling, some WCW mark. I'm like, hey, I'm here to finish the job that Goldberg yeah. started. If he dies, he dies. Oh, man. Um, so I just looked. Uh, the Hall of Fame is going to air April 6th on Tuesday. So, oh, so that's the last Tuesday before NXT. Um, yeah, because NXT is going to go over the following week on the 13th. So, that's actually a perfect segue. Um, how do you guys feel about the move, mm. the official move now? I think it needed to be done. Like I, we, we said this yeah. before, the Wednesday night wars are officially over. Um, I don't think that it should have been called a war. I think um, it was some. It was nice. It was like a, like, like a little food fight. It was a little. It was, fight. but it wasn't. I think it, it made it out to be where the marks came out and decided you're either blue or red. You either crip or you blood. You either. Niggas acting like they were getting into WWE fist fights. Yo, they. <laughs> Yo, like some of these motherfuckers that you you. I'll go on Twitter sometimes just to laugh. Like, dudes would really go hard at it. Like, you either all elite or you're not. I straight up bleed for this brand. A man just came out a year ago. <laughs> Talk about out riding down for the brand. They, they don't know. They don't know. Yeah, like it, and, and more of a fan thing. Like they made and the, the, the ratings were struggling at a at the worst time possible. Yeah, so, what you mean? You got to look at it like this: AEW was only around for barely a year, barely a year. They're still trying to gain that audience. Um, NXT has always been on Wednesdays forever. You're putting them to compete against each other. Um, and I know for a while, like I, I, from what they've been saying, WWE have always, before this whole thing happened, they've been talking about um, making the move. It was, a, it was a network decision that they talked about doing over a year ago, but just never happened. Because of hockey, right? Um, there, was just a, there was just a lot of stuff that was just going on. So who knows if it's fucking real or not? But it shouldn't have been war. And I'm pretty sure I'm about to say, and they, they didn't want to like play chicken first. Yeah. And like, because then if like AEW so, all of a sudden takes Wednesday, I'm like, no, we're moving to Tuesday. It needed to be done. Um, Impact is moving from Tuesday to Thursday. Yeah, because they knew they yeah. would be affected because more people check out NXT more than Impact. And I think we've, um, we've, we've mentioned this before. I think it's the way to go. Um, this shouldn't be a him versus them type of thing, like support wrestling. Like everybody's trying to do their own thing. NXT at at the end of the day, they're always going to be the third brand. They're not going to be the number one flagship brand. Let's just let's be honest. As much as we want to say 
you know, <clears throat> SmackDown is really an A show as opposed to Raw, you know, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, you know, you don't you don't want to be able to kind of just take side and be short sighted when it comes to who should be in what where. It should have been separated. Mm-hmm. I think it would have worked out best if they each had their own individual time slot. Um, like that's the way it sh- it should have worked. And I the, the ratings always struggle. Both sides could barely maintain. They were lucky enough if they were to get over nine hundred thousand viewers um, a week. I think that's where they averaged. Like it would have been a lot to get a million was was a struggle. And you were eating up. Yeah, because. No, no, no. Go ahead. Because I was going to say, because we knew NXT struggled because I'm, me personally, I always kind of checked out Dynamite more than NXT because I always knew I could catch NXT yes. on the network like a few days after. Um, Or even the day, or or, or even um the, like once it was over, since they ran simultaneously live and then it would be on the network at the same time, where you can catch it later on in the day and be like, all right, I can watch AEW first, and then either t- either tonight or tomorrow, I'll watch. You know, I'll watch NXT, and that's what made it easier that way. And where you saw, you'll probably see more ratings that way. But I think it makes it so much easier because I know sometimes mm-hmm. I would pick and choose, and I'm like, okay, today I'm this week I'm watching NXT, next week I'll I'll watch you know Dynamite, and I try to maybe switch off in between there, but it. If you're really invested and you want to watch both products, you know, you just really have to choose. It doesn't make sense where there, there's more than enough days to have everybody succeed. Yeah. And then NXT kind of like took a little, um, like a little wind out of their sales because they were also booking to like yeah. win rather than booking the book. Yeah. If you um kind of catch that. Yeah. Like the whole Keith Lee winning the two titles and then next next thing you know giving up one out of it like that that was something that you know was caused because they wanted to be AEW that night. Yeah. Um speaking of the the cross brand, we got we got big hit with big news today. Mm. Oh yeah, big another news. door has been knocked down or as we say has been knocked. Well well, let me first by saying this. Chris Chris Jericho was like another door, you know, the door had Ooh. been, you know, knocked down. It was like, yo, Chris Jericho, you were just not too long ago. You were just here. Is it is it Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Vince no, I'm about saying and Jericho, I'm pretty sure Vince has like a soft spot for Jericho. Yeah. Like that's one of his like that's not one of his guys got like you know what I mean? That's because he took him from WCW and he, he kind of made him bigger in WWE than what he was in WCW. And he knows Jericho is all about the work and then the fine details. And he can appreciate and respect that. And I think, didn't he tell Vince before he jumped ship too? also? Uh, what, as far as going to AEW? Yeah, I believe he said he called Vince or he yeah. told Vince that yeah. he was going to sign. Yeah, just like, so he um, knew. It was fun. Like even today, Austin had mentioned in the interview, he asked Vince twice. He was like, "It's short. It's okay for Jericho to be on." And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, sure. Like, no problem." If it was Nick Jackson, it would be, like, be a hell. I would love to see that. Like on Friday, Vince probably don't know who that is. 
I mean, technically speaking, they're on the network. He, he know, he know. Nah, he know. So they collect. They must be collecting their one, the buck, their their two, their two cents, uh, royalty checks. I'm dying. <laughs> nah, Vince know. Vince know who the Bucks was. Vince knows who's anybody in the elite because the elite and the Bullet Club were the hottest things out outside of WWE yeah. for a long time. So they have to. He he at least knows the elite members. He probably doesn't know all the Bullet Club members, but he he knows damn well who the fuck is in the elite. But um, I'm 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 really glad about this. I don't know. Did they say when it was shot? Um, this must have been re- This was definitely recently shot. Okay. Um, but I just I just think it was, I think it's very cool to um, and maybe if that's another door, who's to say maybe a new Japan talent? Maybe if Steve Austin. It's not going to be like a common occurrence where like a non WWE person is like sitting across from Stone Cold all of a sudden. But if he's able to like get maybe a Matt Hardy or or like somebody from New Japan, maybe a Okada. But you know you have to talk to other people over there. But yeah, and I like you said, the door has been knocked. Like, it, once and again. it makes sense because Vince already knows Chris Jericho. It's not like it's an OD outsider. It's like you know I know this guy for over twenty years. Yeah, yeah. And then, Darby Allen, he is. I think. No, 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 no. I was just gonna mention, like, even with that, um, Triple H, I did like an interview after, like, the Austin interview, um, and then he was like asked about the the um Stone Cold interview. So he was like, "Yeah, well, Vince, if the situation is right, he's always open to hear, you know, the possibilities on a crossover." Yeah. So it's Triple H. They said I wasn't surprised by that news today. Mm. I got a tin foil Teddy prediction. Mm. <laughs> what? I guess I just be throwing shit out. This is like no factual. There's like no sources, but we've seen this door has been open and pride. And you know, something like this, there's maybe a a uh, a trade of sorts. Please do tell, Teddy. Please do tell. WrestleMania. Mr. Adam Copeland is in a triple threat mm-hmm. match. That means no DQ. Mm-hmm. This is me fantasy booking. I don't okay. know if it's going to happen or not. What if Christian comes out and help him for running? Mm. <laughs> and then they could play it up on AEW whenever, like, the next week after. And it was like, oh, you said you all elite, but somehow you showing up at Mania. You say you was all elite. What's the deal, Christian? <laughs> You know what I mean? And then the thing is, like, he is, and I think that is kind of like his storyline, like him, like, finding his groove and trying to prove his loyalty to mm-hmm. the locker room. So if you're the new talent signee and all of a sudden you're showing up on WrestleMania helping your friend in another company, What's your team? why are you here? And you see how, yeah, you see how, like, that could be like a, a story that that has, like, significance, but it's not like uh, a title a or a blood feud, but it, it's like, it works. Yeah, you have like Matt and Nick Jackson going outside of Christian. Because the funny thing about what Christian is, we've been talking about factions a lot um, in this episode. AEW is filled with factions, and Christian is not aligned with AEW. None of love his fractions. It's like, yeah, you signed a contract. You signed it to a you fraction. Fraction. <laughs> 
But no, I, I don't think Christian would be popping up. But once I saw Jericho on Stone Cold, I'll be like, that would be kind of cool, and that would be like a what the fuck markout it, moment if Christian was. It to be would like be. A it would be very interesting, especially since now, like if I guess the way it's being played, Edge. I think I, I don't know if, if it's like him marking his territory or like an, a, a heel turn. I'm not sure how this plays out. But if it were to happen, that would be a fucking great moment. Yeah, because also it is in the storyline as well. Because Paul Heyman made it that way. When he was like how Christian ran off once he knew Yo, that was he was going to be next up on. What a great line. Yeah. The head of the tables list. Um, Paul Heyman. But no, I, 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 would, I would gladly love to see AEW and WWE work something out. We, I don't know if it's going to happen or if they, they want to, who wants to play ball, but I thought be, I think it would be cool. Like like you said, this, this what has been progressing in wrestling for the past four months mm-hmm. has shown. Spread the talent and we all make money. Money, money. Yeah, yeah. We get money, money. Yeah, yeah. We like money, money. Yeah, yeah. You got fucking Juice Parker showing up on Impact. Yeah. Looking like a million bucks. He's in the, the, the airing, The day airing of the Jericho um, Austin interview is very interesting as well. It's coming on at the Mania. Mm-hmm. Oh, the day that's the day big, over. huge. The last day. Sunday. Is it gonna? Is it gonna? Is no. it gonna lead into Mania? Into the? Pre-game? I think it's. I think they announce it. Most likely, like, hey, after Mania, watch the Broken Skulls uh, podcast with Chris Jericho. But usually, they they will usually have it out like the day up. Okay. But no, nah, I'm, I'm I'm fucking with the forbidden door, like, and it's cool to see. Like I said, I wasn't around for the age of wrestling where people was showing up on different promotions all over the place. So this all this is kind of like new to me in a sense. I mean, we shall see. We shall see. But um, next week is the big week. Yeah, we got a lot of wrestling content. From please, Sunday, so, please stay high. So now that um, as we talked about last or episode two ago about takeover doing two nights, which they you know they usually don't do, and since y'all seen the card from there, do y'all like what y'all see on the card from both nights? I like it. I have no qualms about it. I think, I think the matches that they have for each night kind of highlights the type yeah. of night it's going to be. And I do like how that battle royal on yeah. night one sets up the matchup for night two. Yeah, with Johnny Gargano. Yeah, like every match on the card for both nights has a purpose. It's just not like a throwing little match and stuff like that. And in the Peacock night for stand, stand and was, deliver, stand up and deliver, or stand, stand and deliver, stand oh, and deliver. <laughs> Sound like a fucking Call of Duty title. <laughs> So the second night, that peacock night, that night probably is probably gonna like 
I think that's the perfect night for any casual person that has Peacock. You don't watch wrestling. Look up. You see NXT stand up and deliver. Yeah. They watching. They're gonna be a wrestling fan after the end of that night. I'm um, I'm pretty I'm pretty interested to see how this uh, Eo Shirai and uh, Gonzalez Ooh, Blake turns out. Through it, Gonzalez wins straight up through her right through the drywall. Um, Walter Chompa, I'm oh, waiting for that oh, fucking oh, war. It's going down. Like I'm, I'm waiting for that. Fucking I told you, I told that Walter that he was coming back. <laughs> that is gonna be quite the fucking night. Uh, actually, that's that's night one. Um, uh, Katrina yeah, and Pete Dunn. That's another match that that just got announced. Um, the banger. I to be honestly, I think the banger of the night that Loki might steal the show. Night one is the uh, the triple threat Dang tag man. team match. MSK, the they've been going in. Grizzle Young Vets and the Gala de Fantasma, I think like that might be the match that would probably hijack the entire night. Oh yeah, that's, that's yeah. gonna be the flippy shit for real, right um, there. Unless something else happens, um, that's my that's that's the match that I have as probably being the the night of the match, the the fight of them. Yeah, pretty much the match of the night for night one. For night one. Okay, I, I think I think out of all the matches, I think the Adam we have to see it, but I believe going in, I think the Adam Cole and um, O'Reilly unsanctioned match that's going to be the crown jewel of this twosome. Um, it's literally um, it, it's going to be interesting, but I, I do see that a uh, night two is going to be a banger. Um, you know, you have to wait to see who wins that uh, the Gauntlet Eliminator uh, from night one to see who's going to end up facing uh, Gargano for the uh, North American Championship. Well, who was I putting that spot? It's the takeover. Um, hmm. Malcolm asking the question, the tough so questions. This over is how I look at it. Ideally. I would like to see Dexter Loomis. I do. It goes goes with the story. Um. Then, if you've been, if you're really trying to promote, you know, form the artist formerly known as Eli Drake, now LA Knight. I was gonna say they probably have to give the nod to LA to get him on exactly the second just to kind of like hey you brought this new talent in. You don't want to bury him the first night unless somehow you have him kind of going in one-on-one. Um, a story develops where even if he doesn't win, there's a story that develops with somebody within that match. Yeah, like maybe he hits the finishing move and probably like a Cameron or yeah. Loomis or whoever just rolls throws him out. Exactly. So like gotcha. that's the only way where you can still have him come out strong in that in that match. Um, but night two, it's definitely both nights are going to be great. 
Um, you know, it's a sneaky match on here too. Um, night two on um, that Jordan Delvin um basketball match. Yep. I agree, and it's gonna be a ladder match. Yeah, yeah. Night night two, they're not playing around. Like I said, if you have Peacock. And you're not a wrestling fan, and you tune in that night, hey, man. It's gonna be fun. You gonna be buying NXT. Yeah, you're you gonna to watch on Sunday. Tune in. Tune in. Oh wait, that's not even on us. I'm bugging. That's a Thursday. That's a. I forgot. Yeah, it's a Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> he said. Nah, it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. They they they're free. It's SmackDown. Um, that'll be the true go home show, and then you have night one, mania, and then night two. Yeah, man, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a long week, mania. Now it's gonna be a long week. Um, I'm actually kind of happy that I don't know. Um, because like I said, we don't know if this is gonna be the formula going forward with two nights of NXT and two nights of mania. But if it is, and then. There's a package, and somebody buys a ticket for all these events. I I pray for you. I'm also very intrigued about this whole Logan Paul thing. Very intrigued about this. He's supposed yeah, to come, so with supposed to come with Sandy, over to right? check out uh, Sami Zayn's documentary. <laughs> that's been that's been an interesting bit too. Um, the whole doc series was. So, like, I'm very very curious. To see how that develops, um, and I know he's supposed to show up on on SmackDown. People already been complaining about how they just randomly they pulled off Kevin uh, Kevin Owens out of the you know his feud with Roman, and they 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 placed them together with Sami Zayn. Here's my thing with that: we all know Sami and Kevin gonna have a banger. They have a whole storyline with that, but. Yeah. Sometimes people gotta read between the lines. Kevin Owens made a statement. Kevin Owens made a statement on talking. Read Skype, between the lines. And he said, mm. Yo, we got a pay-per-view coming up in a few months after Mania. And the pay-per-view is called Money in the Bank. Roman, don't think I'm double chat. <laughs> so so who knows? Who, who knows? Long term booking. Long term booking. Can also that you know it's just yeah, a shoot. You know, we don't know. Who knows? Just but you know, we don't know. It's not over till it's over. You know, the the big thing that we have to come out on top is who's gonna end up winning who's who's gonna stay champion after Mania that's, Week that's from all brands. Because a lot of people been a little complaining about Daniel Bryan being in the match. Which I have no problem with. If you seen Fast Lane, how can you? Nope. How? No, because because that's the thing with him coming back, and I'm pretty sure he yep. probably has what one more mania left in him at at most. Mm-hmm. He 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 wanted he wanted his main event. He he got it already, but people wanted to see Daniel Bryan back in the main event. And for so we can't say he got his moment at thirty and never. This is my thing as a wrestling fan. If you see Fastlane, the match with him and Roman, they had a banger. How could you see that match and be like Daniel Bryan would make the match more interesting? 
But I think he adds the more spice to the match because I think an Edge and Roman matchup is going to be good, but it's not going to be um, – it's probably going to be formulaic in a way because you don't know how much Edge can go with Roman. But now you have Daniel Bryan to, like, splice it up, and then you can have Edge and Daniel Bryan teaming against Roman, Roman and Bryan again teaming against Edge, Roman and Edge teaming against Bryan. So there's a lot of shit that can be played I with think in the match. that – the um, and, I think Daniel Bryan was a wild card. We all know this. I think he was definitely a wild card. Um, he was not into the the main event plans between Edge and Roman. I think he was just used as a back pocket, like, hey, in case this match doesn't generate enough buzz and we really want to get this match over, they can use it, especially like how he's been performing and how the feedback has been with the fans and how they want to be able to see this and how they drew out the the groundwork for like, hey, you know, we can make this a thing if we have to. I think they did a really good job with it. Um, and it just gives layers to a lot of different people. Um, gave, it gave Edge that that heel uh, mentality. You bring in super hot baby face, Daniel Bryan, and Roman is just being Roman. Roman can still do his own thing. And then Edge is like the cowboy trying yeah. to get that one last kill or one last thing. I, I, I wouldn't know who to go, who 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 goes over on this one. Who takes who takes the pin? Who takes the fall? Who's yep? Hey, it protects Roman. I think I think I think I think Brian takes the pin. Um, I, I believe Roman's walking out the champion, but I can see him pinning Edge also, but I just know Roman's walking out champion. If not, so I'll be shocked. I think the way how I would do it is if if it ends up being Roman going over, which I think it's a it's a possibility. I think Edge takes the fall, and somehow it ends up being Daniel Bryan outside of the screwed over, Still and then you still over. give him like hey underdog babyface type, you know. Um, look at the end of the day. Kind of have a maybe like Jay Uso holding him back to like break yeah, up some shit like, like that. Some, some shit. Pop off. So that's how I'm like, kind of like hey, looking man. at it. Um, but the best match is always the ones that I don't know how it's going to play out because I'm very at this moment it's like I'm I'm too invested so much now as a fan that I'm like you know what fuck what happens this is going to be a very this is going to be a really good That's fucking match, and I'm waiting for it to happen. Um, I wish that it was Mania weekend. Technically, it would have been. Um, we would have been already if COVID wasn't a, a shit right now. I'm pretty sure I'd be out in L.A. cruising, chilling right now, um, and having fun waiting for these fucking matches to, to come out. But, again, who's to say if we would if we would be in the situation this year? You know, so you, you always have to look at it like that. In an alternate reality, you know, we would have had some some other shit played out. But this card is um, they're they're fucking stacked. Yeah, so. and I was gonna say, and I do like I like the um, I'm always I feel like um, if done properly, a triple threat and mania yeah. just means so much more. Like even with the billing. Because that's what WrestleMania is. It's like a mm-hmm. wrestler's a wrestling fan's dream. So we don't see Roman Reigns versus Edge on Daniel Bryan on like yeah. any other night we see it at WrestleMania. 
Just like how we saw Kurt Angle, Rey Mysterio, Orton, and the main mm. event that we can't speak of because somebody mm. did not compete. <laughs> but like, I always felt triple threats at Mania always had like a little I mean, bit of yeah, extra night, night two. pizzazz on that it. card I'm looking at now is looking, got a couple of bangers on here. I mean, you also did mention that the, the whole thing with like the, the triple threat. You know, some people would even say that when they had that Fatal 4-Way match back in uh, Mania 2000 was, like, the worst. Hey, I... <laughs> I think cause it, it was, like, it was, like, what? Well, it's his company. In 2000, hey, he had I his whole family in the main event. I would do the same shit, too. Nepotism running wild. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a big... And then even that match had like had a WrestleMania feel because like, it was a I, mean, I was like, "What the fuck is all of this shit?" It was overbooking to the extreme, but it, it's WrestleMania. You had Big Show, Triple H, Mick Foley, and The Rock, and you had all the McMahons around the ring. That was sound like WrestleMania yeah. to you. It was, but you know that damn. I know, like, some people hate it, but that's what WrestleMania, in, like, 2000, like, I felt like that was, like, the perfect match for that event and for that year. When you think about WrestleMania 2000, Honestly, what do you think of? The I remember the WrestleMania, that was uh, WrestleMania 17. Damn, I might, I feel so fucking old right now. Because I was, like, the only um, one they never really did yeah. like, that year. Or, like, um, the movie, the there, was, there were not one... All right, there was there really wasn't a one on one match that entire card, and I'm not the whole the cat and Terry Runnels. Sh- I, 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 I don't even count that a match. That's probably one of the worst fucking matches yeah, in main history. Fucking terrible. And then Val Venus was a special guest referee. Like th- this was this was probably one of the, the the worst pieces of garbage I've ever watched in my entire life. Right. Speaking of Val, oh, going to get edited out of Peacock? No more choppy, no more peepee, choppy, choppy. Oh, we going to... <laughs> Are we going to see any mention? Probably Yo, during right the second. I am glad like... that you brought that up, and I think we were talking about this. Right to censor right now would have been the perfect booking for what's going on right now. I would Somebody said they should bring back Steve that. and Molly, and I, I wouldn't be. It's an old school gimmick, but it comes back, and it comes back now with weight. Like you could have them back, like they could be like um, NBC assigned us to make sure whatever goes on their network meets their protocol, so they don't want to have interns doing it. They hired like, us. You can make it type like shit. stereotypical, but still strong enough where. It holds his weight, and you're just like you're discriminating me for X, Y, and Z. I have a right to say honestly, and this is you know you might call it a shit booking or whatever, but you know what? You know who I would probably throw as being the head of that? Ali. Who? You throw Ali in there. Ali. Oh, because they were like, they saved me. He was like, I thought and I wanted violence. Like, I and he I can easily go about, like, I wanted me. retribution. 
It's like for like there's a whole angle you can put in there. You, maybe it's just me throwing in the 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 race card in there. Throwing me throw me a yim in there. Throw me a throw Keith Lee. Okay. Put every stereotypical thing in there, and then just call it a fucking day. Let it work itself out. Let it, let, let it work itself out. Every race car you can throw out there, right to censor, you throw it in there. <laughs> you know who I could see if they ever decide to like break them up? I can see Xavier Woods joining that because he could kind of play like that swarmy, <laughs> like yeah. tight neck type of guy, especially when he wears the glasses. Yeah, they could be like Brother Woods. You was over here talking about bootios and unicorns. Brother Woods. Brother Woods. He'd be like, Xavier is here. I don't know who you speak of, Brother Woods. Brother Woods. But nah, I I would be down for like some right to censor, like a reboot. Like, even if they have like some content, like in kayfabe where they know it's like um, risky or offensive, they could just show Stevie Rich's face on it, like plastered on the screen. (laughs) <laughs> Until like it's over. Yeah, like, but I, I honestly like as far as it is, like I think it's uh, it's something I would I, I would find hilarious. I think they it it should be brought back. I thought they were even back even back then people hated. They thought they was the worst, and I was like, this is a it's a, if you really look at it, it's ahead of its time. They were. No, it was, and then and it and it um it, it um it also kind of reminded me of the Mick Foley storyline he had in ECW before leaving, where he like yeah turned his back on like yeah. the hardcore ways and like the fans. He was just like, I'm not about this life anymore. Yeah, especially during the attitude era, you know, group coming out saying shit is wrong. Yeah. I think it was the parents. That's where they got the information from because like some parent group was coming. Because there really isn't a girl right now. Ooh, what if you threw in? um, Oh my god, no, um, Bailey. No, 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 not Bailey. Bailey and her turtleneck. What? Big booty pen. Where you at? I can see Bailey and right the sensor. (laughs) Big booty panty. And you know, cause her shit is that, is, that can play in, that can play big heavy favorites into it. Uh, they they're they're trying to give uh Bailey that uh Sally Raphael <laughs> type vibe to it. Um, but yo, imagine if you threw in um mm. Eva Marie in there. She's no longer have her come back Ooh, in that in that capacity. She's a prude. You really want to throw heat on her. Throws really good heat on, uh, you know. Again, this is just this is me spitballing. Would never work, but I was, I was gonna say, yeah, maybe, maybe come have her come. No back more bread. Right come in. You're 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 very conservative. You're all about feminism, women empowerment, and you're really shoving it down people's throat. Honestly, she wouldn't even have to wrestle. She all she can as long as she can get her promos on point, deliver it with such conviction, 
she she could just be a mouthpiece. She doesn't even maybe occasionally here and there. Wouldn't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. You can have her like like she can be like what Ivory was if you're trying to go within that same type of foundation. Nah, that right to censorship we just cooked up. I'll I'll be down for it. Ali, who we said Woods, Bailey, maybe even or Marie. Me, you, me, you, me, you got something cooking there, and it's something fresh. Um, Not really fresh. I think me and oh. these they hook up with Lashley and MVP. Mm. I've been saying that but even before the yeah. retribution. I, I always thought she was the perfect fit. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want your leader uh-huh. all you up in the promo with that waist? light up mask. Come to the hurt business. Go ask Shelton and um, what's the face? What we did for them? <laughs> Yo, that would be that'll be pretty fucking interesting. <laughs> I'll be down. Uh, what else is on night? What we talking about? Night one or night two? Um, we spoke about. The um pretty much like the first night. Yeah, I think that's about it really. Um we we are yeah. gonna get the car crash yeah. of Strowman and Shane. But we're gonna we're gonna get a banger also, you know, if you don't want to go Strowman Shane. I, 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 I do I do actually like how this match is in a steel cage and not like your typical Shane yeah. like street fight or like no holds barred. Uh I think this is a little, a little, a little fresh. Not, not it's not all the way fresh, but <laughs> keep that little jungle cat contained. I also don't, I, I don't really see the purpose of this match either. Yeah, it's a Shane special. Oh, just to get Shane like, on the card and probably Braun a like, match. Like that's the that's the one thing I just I felt that there was just no need for this match. Now, honestly, this match was just two birds, one stone. They needed a Braun match, They're and, like, they, needed a Shane you know, match. and they got him out the way. You know, like Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. Now we talking. Yeah. That's a, a little workhorse. That's gonna be pretty I think I think that might I think that might open the show. I think to be quite honest, I think that match um that will probably be like the a great match to lead off, honestly. Yeah, because night one, are you gonna lead off with the cage match? Are you gonna lead off with um, New Day versus AJ and almost Bad Bunny? I'm pretty sure he has like a time mm-hmm. slot Bad in later hours. Like the star he is. Yeah. And then oh, we already know but, um, Banks and Belair are um, main event. Is it Sasha and um, or is it gonna be Drew and um, Bobby? That was something I heard. I'll, I'll give it to Banks and Belair. Um. I, I wasn't sure because, like, again, I read that yesterday, and it being April Fool's, like, I, I don't take shit too serious. But <laughs> that was something that was brought up, and they're like, who's who's opening and who's main eventing? So there were talks about possibly even having Bobby Lashley and Drew be the open up Mania. Open? Yeah, like that. That was that was talked about, and like they're this. Like they, this being the first match out in front of the public, they really want to like make this a thing. Like they're going heavy on. Yo, you see the moving cards they brought back. 
Yeah, finally, it's about fucking time. <laughs> but now, if you saying like that, they want to get the crowd pumped and like excited, I, then I think they should go with yeah. Cesaro and Sephiroth. I think that would be <clears throat> either you have them opening up or have them co-main event. Like have them go on either second or third to last. Okay. Um, that's how I would do it. Um, I would do Bad Bunny and The Miz as a second slot. No, no, no. You know what? I think they are going to open up because he does. Seth still has his burn it down. His right? Intro, right? Or no? Uh, I think I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. I think if I think they'll probably open up with Seth's if they bring it back just for that night, just because, like you said, they want to like welcome back to the crowd. Yeah, shit, you know what I mean. So like literally after the package and then the, the promo and then the singing of um, our national anthem. Seth Rollins is burning down. down. And like, oh, we back to business. Yeah. No, Seth is a great opener. That's why I said I feel like I, once I looked at the card, I was like, I feel like that's going to be the opening be. match. Like, nothing set in stone, but I think that's going to be And anyone opener. who says that the opening match is, like, a downgrade, I think you you don't get it. Like, you're no, you're Brock opening up. This is the curtain. You're the girl. You're, you're the curtain match. While he got the title, you know, that doesn't really, you know, what does that really say? Yeah, because people always said there's like two, even though all matches in a WrestleMania yeah. important, but if you're not in the main event, you at least want to be the yeah. opener. Um, so that's how it'll be very interesting to see who who main events, who opens up. Um, how many swings does uh the Cesaro get on on Seth Rollins? That's the question. Right I'll do an over under. Uh, I'll go over. <laughs> 50, damn. I'm calling 50. I'm calling 50. Not like what not like what Chris said. Like, like if this is gonna be the opening match, they at least wanna give a yeah. treat to the fans in attendance and to the people watching and seeing it with fans for the first so, time. So, so you're going over 50. Yeah. God knows how long. I'm going 50. I'll go twenty plus. I, I I can see fifty though. Like if they wanted to, like, because WrestleMania always like to like draw shit out. I could go. I can see a fifty. Thirty five. I think it's the benchmark. Ideally, I'm maybe I'm overachieving, but I'm yeah, calling could, fifty. Could, the highest I could go is thirty. Fifty, Kenny. Fifty. <laughs> I mean, it's been done before. I remember one of those PWG matches that he pulled off a hundred swings. But you know that was PWG where they could do fifty. So I'm like, I want to do, I want, I want to <laughs> say fifty because they've been teasing this a lot. Like, all right, like how many yeah, times he, if he's is he gonna get swung? You're right, you're right. It'd be a He did catch him in the hallway. Yeah, I felt. I honestly felt for for Seth Rollins. I was like, this can go horribly wrong. <laughs> so many, <laughs> so many ways. I'm like. You're getting, you're gonna, you know, at the end when this is all over, yeah. you're gonna That's hit concrete. Trust. That's a lot of trust, but you have the best person to do that, you know. Um, but then if you go into night two, 
Night 2 is definitely going to be quite interesting as well. Yeah, Night 2 is not... Is, night 1 is definitely the, yeah. the stronger card. So it was like last year as well. Night 2 is... Night 2 yeah, is a little, we, we a little got, very raw SmackDown. Rhea. <laughs> you got The Fiend and Randy Orton. I think that's going to be the match that's going to save the night. Because that's that's the match that's honestly during that during the whole second card. That's the match besides Kevin Owens and Sammy's indie history. That's the match that's yeah. been built up the most. And there's no clear indication whether or not it's going to be a normal match or some type of uh, cinematic. I think it deserves the cinematic, especially with like the. Because now this is this is the second time they faced each other at Mania, yeah. so there's probably history and in the history of the... They deserve, like, a very crucial WrestleMania yeah, I think, moment. Like, this a long... Like, you want to talk about long-term booking? Like, when did Randy burn down his house and Sister Abigail's rocking chair? Like, two, three years ago? And even Husky Harris, he yeah. showed him punting him. And he and it was it. I also liked how CM Punk came out, and he brought that up. He was, I think, he was the one who initially brought it up. And because uh, it's on your fucking footage, that's what I'm saying. Like I have all this damn footage. I got libraries of libraries. I can piece shit together. It's not that mm-hmm. fucking hard. Especially with, like, the character of The Fiend where he says, I have been all these other people in the past and I don't yeah. forget. Like, I remember I was a bright-eyed Husky Harris and you yeah, they always do a good job with in... Fiend's character yeah. bringing up the, the little, I remember when you did this. Yeah. And a lot of it, it's, like, very, it's all very cryptic, but, like, you know, they, they've trusted and they've given, like, Bray Wyatt, like, that, um, creative content to you know to do like he's he's a huge like horror film type person so everything has to mean something there's a there's a lot of details that we don't know until he brings it up like oh my god i remember this like we didn't know this even when the fiend thing came up he always kept throwing these cryptic messages that he wanted people to go back on certain episodes, and like, hey, I met, I always mention this every single time. It was a precursor about the fiend, mm. you know. And it's just like to think that creatively and so far ahead. Like, now you can really tell with that creative mind, he really is like a wrestler's son. Like he comes from a family. Boy, he he outbeat the IRS. <laughs> and that's why I said I really like this matchup because it really is two two yeah. sons of a wrestler that have grown up in this business that know ring work psychology and they grew up around the old school it was not 500 <laughs> clips per minute it was about the story and like what goes on in the ring and the promos and shit so and that's why I and think that feud really has like too. lasted so well and down. good yeah I'm also waiting to see maybe a little bit off topic but I'm really curious to see what's up with, you know, our certain brother, our certain sibling. Oh, I always said fucking um, Bo should be coming back with the Fiend. I've I, been I'm, that. I'm, like, very curious as to, like, what's up with Bo Dallas. Hey, man, from, from the rumor report, 
My man shacked up with he shacked up with Lil Morgan. What you heard? Oh, I heard about that. There's 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 something in that rotunda pool that hey, is drawing the they, creatures they in. That, that family know how to get it in over there. Yeah, they got the biddies. They know how to get it. Like bring God Jojo. He got he got himself a hey. nice fine Dominican piece. And he got two, it with kids. two kids. She hasn't not been announcing in a he long was like, time. Now we know where the let me in thing mm-hmm. came from. Every chance he get, he shoot the club up. <laughs> like everybody in the club getting tips. Like, but I'm, I'm very curious. But no, no, I always felt like them, like him and Bo together is perfect because, like, like you see with brothers, as you saw with the Hardys. And just like that close, but a real brother yeah. connection you on get a little is going to pop out. And you can have him, I was saying you can have, because you can have like um him play like the, like maybe like the goofy, upbeat, maybe not like, not servant or slave, but like the person that helps him and Alexa in the, in the, the clubhouse. Be like, I don't know if they call him Brother Bo or whatever, but they'd be like, Hey, Bo, you need this and this right away, like with a smile or some shit like that. All I know, they'd be like, Fiend, I need you to Bo. All you have to do is Bo. Um, but I think they're living to are they like living yeah, together, they, him they and Liv? Because Liv Morgan has some type of farmhouse, so I heard they own that, they own that together, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Whatever they want. What the fuck you doing with a farmhouse? You should be watching Endgame. I don't know. But farmhouse. Like, yo, it's crazy. Like Bold Dallas hasn't wrestled since Dang. Crown Jewel. Since I was about to say since Yeah, Curtin since uh, Crown Jewel at Halloween twenty nineteen. He hasn't even yeah, I was, you took the yeah, word he right hasn't out of my even mouth. been brought back to TV tapings or even or even hang backstage. Um, I know he's still in the contract with them. Um, I hope that he comes back new. Like, I want to see a fresh bow. Like, I hope he got rid of the dad bod. I want to see cut up mm-hmm. bow. Like, take off that that fucking grin. I want him to come back. Straight, suave, super heel, like new dude. Like I, I want, I want to see this guy succeed. Like I, he, he's able to captivate people. Like even this time during NXT, he did this whole thing when he came up on the roster and he did his whole bully thing. He was able to really, honestly, stand on his own. Curtis Axel was just like an extra piece, even when he was in Social Outcast. We can never forget how he really, you know, he beat Flo Rida on that, you know, on that challenge. He beat him. Rap battle. He did. I was going to say, too, with, with um, Bo Dallas back at NXT. Because um, I was Taking a fan of the show on yeah. Blue Mountain State. And, yeah, yeah, and I, I didn't watch any of, like, the FCW. Like, I only I started watching when they appeared on the network. And when I caught the little bit of Bo Dallas at that time, Right away, it jumped out. He, it was like Dad Castle was kind of like the um, yeah. the inspo for that character. 
Like, he talked like Thad Castle. He had, like, that unwavering confidence like Thad Castle. Like, that shit was Thad Castle yeah. in the ring. And, like, I love Blue Mountain State. And that and, and you can tell that that's kind of where he got the inspiration from. You know, but I just, it's... Yeah, I just looked up. He's, he's only 30 years old. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bo? He got his whole thing out of him. Yeah. You you know what it is with Bo? I think I think it's just um he kind of has like that early NXT eh, on him from like the the higher ups, like that Ascension. Um, what's the girl's name? Shit, we just talked about her, Emma. You know, like the real early NXT call ups where they had like no idea what to like do. B- like before they um. I guess they were still in their like um, game show type phase. Is like that early, that early NXT mm. or like NXT early enough where it's like okay, like the first round of like FCW. Yeah. Okay. I mean, up. what year on Bo came up? Um, it had to be around fifteen. 20... Yeah, twenty fourteen to twenty fifteen. I remember I was at my old job and that. Because I know at my old job, that's when the network launched, and that's when he was WWE champion. That was so 20, they they launched the network, what, February of 2014. Um, let me see. I'm trying to think. Because I know he, he did. I'm trying to really remember. I want to say it was 2015. Yeah, I'm saying. Um, hitting on correction. So he was brought up on May 23rd, 2014. Okay. Um, because I remember the the way they they brought him up. He was doing his the bow leave uh gimmick. He was an arrogant piece of shit, and I loved it. Yeah, so he was. Yeah, and then he would go outside of the ring and he'll do his little victory lap around. But yeah, I I always felt like Bo Dallas was just so like almost everybody in that damn company is underutilized at some point. But I always felt like there was money, there was something with Bo Dallas. They just like it never really. And which you you agree? Obviously, he doesn't have the character water, but but he's like a better wrestler than. Bray. Yeah, I haven't his, seen him wrestle father, so long. I his can't father even said, the get my opinion on that. Bray had the better character. Yes. <laughs> you know, my boy Bo yeah. has a better ring general, but Bray got the character. <laughs> my man talking about Odin. <laughs> You know, Southern boys. Well, nah, shit should be lit. We excited for WrestleMania week. Uh, should uh, is our next the, episode um, going to be like the week after? Like probably the, after all the, like, the shenanigans? day of Mania. It's the 11th, so yeah, we'll be back that week after Mania. Probably. With a blowback. Yeah, so we, we're excited for, um, I'm excited for this Mania week. 
see how like I, I want to just want to see how like my wrestling fatigue is going to keep. It's going to be a long uh, week, boy. I can tell you that true. much. <laughs> Shit, hey. They already, that SmackDown, they already was that's a go-home show. They was doing Andre, the go-home show. Battle Royal. Fuck, I need to tune in for. And there's also... There's Smackdown. also a fatal four-way tag team match as well. I know the Mysterios are going to be part of it. So the fits can be on SmackDown. Part of the speed of four way. Right, I gotta tune in for that. Yeah, we gotta tune in. Uh, before we go, um, I know we want to talk about worst WrestleMania matches. I know it's a bummer, but we, we had like a little segments of going over best of, but we decided to do the worst of <laughs> WrestleMania matches. <laughs> so they had like a couple. There's a long list of that shit. Hey. Um, I know there was a. I remember they had a, uh, I think it might have been WrestleMania 18 in Houston. They had the gimmick match, the gimmick battle royal. Nah, um, 17, that was when they did the, yeah. Was it 17? That's when Doink came back. Yeah. That was, that was really like a bathroom break. (laughs) It was cool at first. (laughs) <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, they brought they brought some old heads. I remember that people were like, "How do you remember these?" I was like, "Oh, I remember they brought in all these like old '90s characters." I remember uh, Duke the Dumpster Drozzy was down there. Earthquake. I then they had the goon. I don't know if they yeah, had the goon. Right the uh, they brought back one man gang. Who I I felt some type of way. I I honestly felt one type of way. Why? That's all I can say. Um, there was a certain character that I would have loved to see to see him come back as, but they probably would have looked at it as even at that time. I was like, you know what? In the eighties, it might have worked out. Nowadays, we don't know how we feel about that. If he would have came back as a king, the African oh. dream. <laughs> you know, I would have been like, <laughs> "You should be in the hurt business." You know what? Who knows? Um, who else was uh? I know Michael Hayes was in the match. Um, Repo Man. Uh, Repo Man. Was... Yes, he did. I think brother. Then, then uh, brother Sergeant Slaughter was in the match. Mister okay. Jabroni. Ah, uh, um, yeah, I think the goon was definitely on there. That was, I that was it was a very interesting mania. I think that was probably one of like the least mania ones that I really liked. Apart from you had the. The, the TLC match too. Um, that match was on there, and it was a very. I actually saw that match the other day, and they gave it like it was like fifteen minutes long. Yeah. 
Yeah, but it was definitely like 15 minutes. The way they, they did that match, it was very boom, 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 boom. Um, who else? Yeah. Yeah. Like, get your like shit I was in and get out. Before the show. <laughs> I, I, um, WrestleMania 27. Uh, yeah, I don't think I'll ever sit through that again. That um, Michael Cole, <laughs> Jerry Law match. Oh, man. And Austin was Austin was a guest referee. Yeah, <laughs> and I, it went thirteen minutes long. Like wow, no, no nobody was checking for that match. Um, you know, it was an, probably another bad one. Uh, the Great Kali versus Kane at Mania twenty three. Oh, it, it was Casino Evil. It was hug. terrible. I was like, just shoot him already. <laughs> <laughs> just, just stop. Nobody. Interesting match. This um, match needs to. This week was the Bret Hart Vince match. It was literally the Hart family just beating the shit out of Vince for like fifteen minutes. <laughs> Yo, that was literally like you know Bret how there's take no bumps, nigga. We just talked about it this episode. Up. Like from the match when it started, the moment they turned on Vince, the Vince was like, "Oh, I got the whole Hart family in my pocket," and then Bret is like, "No, we did a deal." Yeah, I remember. That, Bret Hart just whooped his ass for a good like twenty minutes. Which mania was that on? No, that's not that's not the the longest ramp. <laughs> no, not the long ramp. No, no, not not the longest. But I remember the Hart family coming out because I could just all imagine. Was them yeah, because that was that it was actually things. It was still in our uh. Hmm. That was yeah, was that Arizona? That. All right, all right, they did that. Mm-hmm. That was a Phoenix. I believe y'all said that was Arizona. Um, what? You know what match I want to give an honorable mention to? Oh, yeah. Jesus, I was a uh, shit show. Goldberg and Lesnar at twenty. It was bad. And it should have been. Honestly, Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar, Stone yeah. Cold Steve Austin, that should have been a money match. But the fact is that was at play, and then yeah. people found yeah. out. People were not happy. No. They weren't happy. Nobody, even Stone Cold wasn't even happy. He was like, yeah, yeah, like that was, a, that was a very terrible one. Everybody knew Brock was leaving. <laughs> and, then same, and then everyone knew that nobody really liked Goldberg. That's- it was it was a shit the garden, you know how, how it gets in the garden. So they like fuck that. Um another terrible match. Uh Tori Wilson and Candace Michelle. What, what, what year was that? That was uh that was Chicago. Was wasn't that like a Playboy or something? Yeah, it was fucking horrible. Like fight? Yeah, you're right. So that was you know, we got one of the great women's matches, you know, with Mickey James and Trish, and then they had to give us the worst at that. For, for let me, so, yeah, because, like, it was uh, the Playboy pillow fight. It was all but, like, three minutes. Like, that's what it was. But I will never forget 
that match with Mickey James and Trish Riders and that, that was like that was that match itself. I was like, they already edited this pre Peacock. That match is no longer a thing. Like you have to only find it on YouTube. And that was like when Mickey James was kind of doing his whole um crazy stalker with Trish. And I don't know if you guys remember, but there was a spot at, at in pretty much almost towards the end where she's being put in a uh, Mickey James is being put in a headlock. And Trish is about to go for the stratosphere and shit. And right then and there, Miss Mickey James takes her left hand and shoves it right up Mickey uh Trish Stratus's crotch. And she's just holding on to it. And then she stops and she kind of just like l- looks at her hand and she just like licks it. Yeah, I remember that spot because um even after the match, Mickey caught a lot of heat for that. Mm. Oh, she did, and that wasn't even like it, it was something that no one knew. That I think, apart from Trish, Molly Polly knew, but no one in the back. She got she got some heat for it, and I was just like, "You dirty whore!" And I love it. That Chicago was loving that. WrestleMania heat, you know that heat is different because everything is. I was the crowd. I was. I remember watching it um, as a kid, and I was like. Wow. You just don't know. I was just like, yo, that is some, <laughs> that's some, that's the shit right there. Yeah. That shit hit different. Yeah, mm-hmm. but no, no. Was, this is, this is a great road to WrestleMania. Another one. This is our we second road to WrestleMania. We didn't do last year, but we, we are here for for the road to WrestleMania, and then we are here for you guys for the post WrestleMania for all our takes, reactions, and opinions. <laughs> so 30, no, 37. Yeah, 37. 37. No, 37. Next, main mania will be mania recap will be 38. That's a right. And hey, lady, to pull, uh, I'm pull, excited. I'm um, excited for WrestleMania. The legend, Dave McCallaghan. It's a wrap. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Shout out to Cal.